Hello, and welcome to the Executive Health Show, where we guide executives to prioritize their health and wellness to maximize productivity, longevity, and mental acuity. I'm your host, Wade Foster. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Executive Health Show. Today, we are going to be diving into stress, but we're going to be looking at stress in a a bit more detail when it comes to uh, stress and your body composition. That's what we're going to be really, really focusing in on today. So stress is exceptionally common uh, these days, and it's uh, it's a vicious cycle, uh, especially when you're looking at weight gain, productivity, mental health. Um, it just can go round and round and round. Uh, the list of reasons why someone experiences stress is is endless. Okay, it could be caused from deadlines at work, could be caused to the fact you just maybe not enjoy work at the moment. Um, new child or family um, going involved, um, relationship issues. There's so many reasons why we can be stressed in the modern the modern day and age, especially as a, as an executive or in the corporate space. Um, also, you then get maybe some unavoidable stressful situations like you're stuck in traffic, um, the in-laws, you know, <laughs> or something like that, right? Um, but regardless of of the reason, we are all under serious amounts of stress, and some do experience more stress than others. But what most people don't realize is that stress has much further reaching consequences than just making you feel overwhelmed and anxious. Everything from issues with mental acuity, uh, physical health, can all be affected by chronic stress. Chronic stress can lead to to weight gain, which we're going to get into, high blood pressure, heart disease, um, which is why it's essential for us to have stress management techniques that work for the individual. There are so many stress management techniques out there. So it's actually what's going to work for you, the individual, because stress can impact absolutely everything, mental energy as well. So we really, really want to pay attention to how stressed we are. So before I dive into maybe like this, let's say the science of of how stress can make you gain weight, let's zoom out a little bit. Let's start with a bit of understanding around stress hormones, stress hormones, cool. <laughs> stress hormones, sorry, uh, and the HPA axis. So I'm going to get into a bit of science right now. So The HPA axis is one of the primary hormonal axes that regulate our stress response, okay? The stress response is called cortisol. We all know the stress hormone cortisol. I've spoken about it before. There are others that we can look into, like epinephrine, etc. But for the main reason of this, we're going to focus on cortisol levels and the HPA axis, okay? So whenever we become stressed whenever a stressful thing happens the body essentially moves into fight or flight mode 
So basically, what does that mean? The, the, hypothal the hypothalamus releases a compound called CRH that gets sent to another area of the brain, the pituitary gland. This gland sends out a hormone called ACTH, which then communicates to our adrenals to make the stress hormone cortisol. Right? So it's basically just the science of how, what happens for cortisol to be released. So next, cortisol gets released and then has, it effect, has its effect on our body. Acute increases in cortisol are not always a bad thing. Cortisol is a hormone that helps us wake up in the morning. Cortisol gives us energy during exercise. Cortisol can sometimes help us when we need to get, if you're amped up for a sporting event or for a talk or anything like that, and you need a bit of amped up, right? So there are some acute times where these increases in cortisol are beneficial. An example I can give is um, when we're, uh, uh, obviously my background's more rugby, but I'm going to do American football, American football for this, right? So your linebacker, your defensive end, is going to have positive impacts from acute raises in cortisol where they're entering fight or flight mode, right? And they want to um, obviously um, put blocks in or put tackles in and so on and so forth, okay? So for that instance, in American football, Cortisol is having a positive impact on the player. But let's look at your goal kicker. They do not want raises of cortisol. They don't want to be stressed, higher heart rate, anxious, sweating. This They want to be very relaxed because they've got to be very precise and, and, and focused on precision. Right? So you can see here, two people playing the same sport, slightly different position, slightly different role. Cortisol can have positive and negative impacts on them. Same thing for some people may have a positive impact from cortisol where from about to do a presentation, I need to get amped, I need to get buzzed, you know, to really, really nail this presentation. Other people, they need the complete opposite. They need to take a deep breath, they need to relax, they need to lower cortisol levels. So this is where we need to understand that sometimes acute cortisol can be very beneficial, other times not so. But where the issue lies with cortisol, when cortisol levels are chronically high, as in chronic stress we see an enormous amount of negative effects happening all across the body and this includes weight gain sleep deprivation emotional eating and also like mood swings mood slumps grouchiness grumpiness etc going through chronically elevated cortisol Right, going through chronically level um, of times when your body is chronically elevated affects the entire body. Your entire body. And what I'm going to focus on today is how stress is going to affect your brain and then affect weight gain. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. So firstly, we need to have a bit more understanding on, on how stress can then affect our brain, which can lead to, to weight gain and so on and so forth. So Hopefully you all know, the brain is the ultimate command control center of the body, right? Although we have 
hormones and we have hunger hormones and satiety hormones which are leptin and ghrelin that result in us being being hungry or feeling full all of these acts come through changing the activation of certain sets of neurons in the brain okay so everything the brain controls absolutely everything which hopefully we all knew going back to when cortisol is released so when cortisol is released, which I spoke about earlier, it also increases the activation of what's called the NPY neurons in the brain. These neurons drive appetite and cravings, as well as decrease your daily energy expenditure, meaning this is what makes you stress eat. Okay? So when we have cortisol, when we are stressed, there is an activation of the NPY neuron in the brain. And this alters our hunger hormones, which drives up appetite and drives up cravings. And then decreases our ability or our daily energy expenditure, our willingness to move which can result us in being less active and stress eating, eating more, which is a direct correlation to weight gain. The next thing to know about the MPY neuron and cortisol is that the activation of the MPY neurons by cortisol also stimulates the pancreas to release more insulin. And if you go back to my episode on metabolic health, we know the more insulin over time can negatively affect our insulin sensitivity and lead to weight gain. So the first effect of chronic stress in the brain, as far as our metabolic health goes, is that it's going to completely screw up your hunger and satiety signals resulting in cravings and making it harder to stick to your diet or good nutrition and making you eat more calories than normally you would intend, which essentially is going to make it much harder for you to lose weight and make it much easier for you to gain weight. So that's the first thing when it comes to stress eating is actually a thing, right? Hormonally in the body, Stress eating is a thing. Now, yes, we could have more self-discipline, etc., but stress does affect our brain, which you sort of got by my um, kind of breakdown there, which then is going to affect your hunger hormone. So it's going to make it harder. And why make your life harder if it doesn't need to be? So that's first thing to pay attention to, why stress is bad for weight gain. The second one is where it gets a lot more interesting. So what we're going to be diving onto now is how high cortisol levels can lead to actual increase in fat tissue. Okay, so this is where it gets really interesting. When most of us and most of my clients or when I talk to anyone, think about fat and fat tissue, the type of fat that we think about or the type of fat that a lot of people want to lose is the fat that's right underneath our skin, right? 
you can kind of feel it. You can, you know, you can on your belly, etc. You can feel it. It's what what hides our muscle definition. However, there is another type of fat. And this type of fat is significantly worse for our health. This is visceral fat. And some may refer to this as toxic fat. This is fat that is stored around our organs. What's more concerning, visceral belly fat is particularly bad. So this is the fat that we can store around our organs in our abdominal area. Chronic stress and therefore chronically high cortisol levels pushes fat storage to visceral fat. Okay, so I'll take a, a moment to kind of talk you through a, how you guys can see this. So have you ever seen someone who doesn't exactly look overweight, but they have a gut? Maybe their gut is like a bowling ball. Right? Maybe that's a big, maybe a small analogy, but they don't look overweight in any other area of their body. This is a great example of how stress and weight gain are interconnected. The person probably has a good amount of visceral fat being stored in their abdominal cavity. Okay. Now, how does this how does this happen? So visceral fat continuously spits out fatty acids into the bloodstream and also straight into the to the liver um, through uh, the portal vein okay if the amount of fatty acids being spat out overwhelms the speed at which tissues are taking it up and burning it then we get significantly more insulin resistance which can lead to gaining unwanted pounds. So again, this is where we can see how stress can make you fat. High levels of cortisol can make you fat. So this is why stress is one of the key pillars in why I, what I teach and what I want to get across to a lot of people. And this is why I always talk about the ROI equation when it comes to health. A lot of you may be in that situation where you're not overly fat in a lot of areas, but you're carrying a bit of a gut. This is going to be visceral belly fat. This is going to be due to high stress. And this is the thing. Some of you could be eating really well. And I have clients that come to me and they're eating well. They're exercising regularly, but it really doesn't look like it. They're like, I'm putting in all this effort, but I'm just not getting a result. Like I still look this kind of skinny, skinny fat. And it's down to their stress levels. It's down to their cortisol levels in their body. That's why we must understand. And when it comes to the hierarchy of health, we must manage stress. It's absolutely key and vital to long-term health and not just long-term health when it comes to, we spoke about blood pressure earlier, cardiovascular, but also long-term health when, how will you feel, how you look. So what do we get from this episode? Well, we lower our stress levels. We improve not only our health and our longevity, but also our body composition. 
So, in a sense, to summarize, like feeling stressed is just an inevitable part of daily life. It happens to all of us. But we can manage stress through many different techniques. So, some techniques that I've touched on in previous podcasts include like meditation, uh, deep breathing, which is one of my personal favorites. There's other things that some people enjoy being creative, art, music. Another one of my favorites is, is walking in nature. I love walking my dog, no phone, no music, no nothing, just walking in nature. Uh, exercising regularly is really, really beneficial. Uh, scheduling fun things to enjoy, so just days out, fun activities. All these things are really going to positively impact your cortisol levels and then allow you to be in a better position to not hold body fat or not store visceral fat. Obviously, second way of helping lower stress is, of course, just try and avoid stressful situations wherever possible. Like If you know you're going to an event or something where you aren't looking forward to it um, or something's going to lead to an argument or something like this, you know, just try and avoid it. It's not going to give you any positive outcome. Sometimes hold your tongue in a conversation. Just go, okay, and just walk away, right? Or like, don't get mad at some people. Try and just understand that stress is going to give you issues, okay? So the best way to avoid stress and weight gain related to, related to too much stress is what we call parasympathetic activation. And that's what I cover a lot with my clients. And this is where deep breathing is one of the biggest ways to, to help with this. So when we get stressed, as, as I mentioned earlier, you enter fight or flight mode. What this is all called scientifically is the sympathetic nervous symptom. What we want to be able to do is help and know how to activate our parasympathetic nervous system. And the best way to do this is through nasal breathing, deep nasal breathing. And the way that I coach and recommend is a 10 second breath. So you're gonna breathe through your nose, inhale for five seconds, exhale for five seconds. So you're doing a 10 second breath. And you're gonna do that routine for at least two minutes, but ideally up to five minutes. And what that's gonna do is that's gonna activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is gonna lower your cortisol levels. So that is a technique that can take two minutes if it's in a rush, but ideally five minutes, that whenever you're feeling stressed, you're like, fuck, cortisol's being released. When cortisol's being released, I've just told you, can lead to gains in visceral fat, can lead to horm um, neurons in your brain changing, obviously, your hormone level, which is going to lead you to cravings, going to lead you to um, lower activity and so on and so forth. So when you feel stressed, just take a moment and do two to five, ten minutes of deep nasal breathing. And that's going to help your body be in a very, very good position hormonally. And a way that you guys can all track this is something if you have a wearable and I, I you know I love wearables I love Aura Ring I partner with Aura Ring and I think they are phenomenal uh, wearable tracking company is by monitoring your HRV your heart rate variability this is a really good metric to see 
how stressed or not stressed your body is. So everyone's heart rate variability is going to be very, very unique to them. Some people have a low, some people have medium, some people are very, very high. Everyone's is going to be unique to them. But a, a kind of an, an average rule of thumb is 30 MS is the magic number. If your HRV is less than 30 MS, would lead to the idea that you have more cortisol in your system. You're under chronic stress or you've been under chronic stress. So you need to do more parasympathetic focus activities to raise that um, number up. So 30 MS is, again, it's take it with a pinch of salt because everyone's very, very unique. Hence why obviously I'm a coach and I recommend hiring coaches. It doesn't need to be me, but people who can go, well, your actual mark is 25 MS or 20 MS, whatever it may be, because it's different for everyone. Some may actually be 40, 50 MS. So take it with a pinch of salt, but 30 is on average the golden number that we want to be above. So if you're above 30 MS, generally means your body is not under chronic stress. So that's a really, really good way to monitor how you're improving your health overall. And that is a full-on summary on does stress lead to weight gain? Simple answer, yes. Very, very simple answer is yes, that it does. So we really want to be paying attention. One, manage our stress levels. Two, know how to control them. And I've covered that today. And I hope you guys truly enjoyed this podcast. I am loving doing these podcasts for all of you. Um, I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting on LinkedIn and through email. Really appreciate all the kind words. If you feel that you guys have enjoyed this episode or there is someone um, who you think would enjoy it, please share it on, um, on LinkedIn, share it with your friends. If you share it on LinkedIn, please tag me. Uh, Wade Foster MSC, uh, as I'd love to know your thoughts and your insights into everything that I'm doing here, um, as I'm absolutely loving providing you guys the information and getting the feedback that I'm getting. So hope you guys all enjoy this episode and I will catch you next time. Don't wish for it to be easier. Wish for you to be better. Peace. Thank you. For listening to this episode of the executive health show if you have any questions based on the information in today's episode or general questions around optimizing your health and cognitive performance the best place to get hold of me is on linkedin just go to linkedin.com forward slash wade foster msc and you'll find my profile uh, send me a connection request and i'll be happy to answer any questions you've got hope you have a great day cheers